Having enough money to survive is crucial. Having extra money is icing on the cake. However, trading time for money can deteriorate your quality of life. Passive income can allow you to generate money while relaxing, while on vacation, while spending time with loved ones, or pursuing a hobby. In today's episode, I'm going to share some information about my favorite tool for passive income, which is rental houses. The life I deserve, sharing creative ideas, inspirational stories, and fresh perspectives that will empower you to live your life to the fullest. And now, here's your host, Adrian McMillian. The Life I Deserve, Episode 3, Creating Wealth with Rental Houses. Interview with Jason Hartman. Welcome. I've accumulated over $2.5 million in investment property. In the interest of helping others improve their lives, I want to share with you what I've learned and explain how I built a great real estate portfolio that pays me back every day. Please listen carefully. I've spent quite a bit of money and time attending courses and studying material from many well-known real estate gurus, including, but not limited to, Robert Kiyosaki, Ron Legrand, Robert Allen, and Bill Bronchick. I've learned a great deal along the way, and I now have a real estate investing strategy and a process that works very well for me. In the interest of helping you improve your life, in this episode, I'm going to explain my real estate investing strategy and how my strategy has enhanced my life with passive income and how it can do the same for you. In addition to the great information that I'll be sharing with you, I have an amazing guest lined up for you today. My guest, Jason Hartman, is a very successful real estate investor, and he's created a company, Platinum Properties Investor Network, that offers a turnkey approach to real estate investing. His company identifies markets that have all the key factors to support a profitable real estate investment. Due to his success in real estate investing, Jason has the freedom to enjoy life and travel and vacation around the world. Before we start the interview, let's make sure we're all on the same page. What is passive income? You can think of passive income as the opposite of punching a time clock. When I was young, in my first few jobs, I punched a time clock. I got paid for the hours that I was there and working, only. Later, I moved into salaried positions that offered more flexibility and nice benefits. However, I was still basically trading my time for money. Passive income is income that you can receive while sleeping, while laying on a beach, while traveling, or while spending time with your family. Pretty awesome, huh? Before we go any further, I just want to make it clear that this information is based on my research and my experience. Please consult with the appropriate tax, legal, or other business professional for individualized advice. Okay, so what are some options for passive income? There are many. I think most areas of passive income would basically fall into one of two categories. Investing, buying something and getting returns, like stocks with dividends, precious metals, real estate. And the other category would be intellectual property, 
basically creating something and selling copies, like a book, maybe some music or a movie or software. Now let me tell you why I consider real estate to be the ideal investment. And I do mean ideal, I-D-E-A-L. I equals income. The monthly rental payments not only cover the monthly mortgage payments, they also provide income. D, depreciation. Real estate is the most tax-favored asset class. The IRS not only allows, but actually requires that I write off part of the value of the property every year, reducing my taxable income. E equals equity. The principal is being paid down every month, not by me, but by my tenant. A equals appreciation. With a house in a good area with successful companies nearby to provide jobs, the house over time appreciates in value. There may be slight dips in the market, but over the long run, history has shown that the values will steadily go up, as long as there are good jobs in the area. L equals leverage. The bank will lend me 75% and sometimes more on my investment properties. Have you ever tried to get a loan to buy stocks or gold? It just won't happen. When it comes to investing, there are many different types of real estate that you could choose from. For this podcast, we'll focus on residential real estate. Residential real estate basically consists of houses, condos, and multifamily properties, up to four units. Multifamily properties over four units are considered commercial properties, at least from a lending point of view. My favorite class of real estate is houses. Now, let me be clear. I'm talking about buying houses and holding on to these houses for rental income. I'm not talking about flipping properties. Flipping properties can be a great way to make money. However, it's not passive. You have to put in the work to renovate the property or hire people to renovate the property, then sell the property to make money. After the sell, the money stops. In the interest of having an amazing life, I want to help you to create a stream of income while protecting your valuable time. Questions, comments, compliments? Before we jump into the interview, I want to remind you that the life I deserve is here for you. Let me know how I can help you. What topics would you like to hear more about? What goals do you have for your health, wealth, and happiness? Reach out to me. Visit thelifeideserve.com and send me email or voicemail. From the website, click on the contact tab. You'll see a button there that will allow you to record voicemail. Or if you'd rather leave email, just fill in the form just below the voicemail button. I really want to hear from you. And yes, I do mean you. Reach out. Let me know what's on your mind. Maybe you have an inspirational story or thought that you'd like to share. Just go to thelifeideserve.com and then click on the contact tab. Stay tuned after the interview as I share with you how I got started in real estate investing. I'll also give you some tips to help you get started in your great real estate investing career. Special guest interview. Jason Harbin has been involved in several thousand real estate transactions and he's owned income properties in 17 cities across 11 states. Through his company, Jason provides real estate investing education, research, and resources. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate your time. 
Yeah, my pleasure. So I love great quotes, and I also love really great branding. You're known for saying it's a great time to be alive. To start off, could you elaborate on this quote? Sure, sure. Yeah, so actually, it's an amazing time to be alive. And, uh, you know, I really think it is. For uh, several years during the Great Recession, we all thought the world was coming to an end. And in a lot of ways, it was. And in a lot of ways, uh, governments around the world are really screwing things up, doing as best they can to screw things up. And there's a lot of reasons to be pessimistic. But at the same time, there are so many reasons, mostly related to technology. I think we're living in this amazing time where if you were looking at a graph, it's that old hockey stick uh, uh, on the graph, right? Where things are, are just at this inflection point where in the fields of nanotechnology, biotechnology, um, all, all sorts of areas, they're just about to massively improve the quality of lives around the world. And um, I, I just feel like there's there's almost no problem we can't solve anymore. It, uh, yeah, maybe this is how people felt back when they invented the, the steam engine or the light bulb. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> but uh, it, 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 it seems like we're at this convergence where we've really got this time where things are about to just dramatically improve. Uh, not that there's bad already. And I think I think we're about to see some some massive, uh, amazing changes in our world. Yeah, and that is one of the reasons I'm really excited to have you as a guest on my show, because you not only study real estate and different markets, but you study the economy and you study developments and technology and how they're going to impact real estate and and other investments as well you're you also uh constantly kind of compare real estate as an investment with other investments so i i don't feel that you're biased you're just um making uh you're you're preaching what you found to be the most effective yeah well i mean i chose real estate very intentionally because i i think that income property is the most historically proven asset class in the entire world. I, I think it's the most accessible way to create wealth uh, for the largest number of people. Um, the the only other uh, real opportunity to do that is to start your own business. And, uh, and those are the two things. The business thing is much more complicated, requires much more effort and dedication and talent and uh, luck and resources. Uh, but those things can happen too. And I love business and entrepreneurship as well. Uh, I, I just think for the vast majority of people, though, income property, it, it's such a simple, proven, reliable um, asset class uh, that I, I think it's just a, a phenomenal way to go. I agree. It actually provides a hedge against inflation and it allows... It allows you to actually embrace, not only accept inflation, but actually embrace it and and to really love use it. it. To your you can advantage. love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's that's one of the interesting things. You know, it's a really good thing you point that out because um, right now some people would argue that we haven't had much inflation in a couple of years, and to some extent they're right until you look at the the cost of assets. If you want to buy a house, if you want to buy stock, if you want to buy a college education or get health care, we've had massive inflation. Okay, in those in those areas and some others. 
But in consumer goods like electronics and so forth, because technology and because it's advancing so quickly, uh, we really haven't had much inflation there at all. Uh, and, you know, we did up until maybe four or five years ago, we were having some fairly significant food inflation and so forth. Um, so it's a mixed bag, of course. Uh, but uh, one, of the, one of the things that, that most people they become very upset when they uh, watch the news or or read the news, and they think, "Gosh, look at all of this these problems! Look at the kind of debt the United States is in! Look at the deficits! Look at the the global debt problem! Look at the derivatives market! Uh, look at this huge time bomb coming at us uh, that has been called the sixty trillion dollar time bomb bomb for some, and the two hundred and twenty trillion with a T time bomb by others, including Lawrence Kutlikoff, who was on my show a couple times. Uh, and what that is about is all the unfunded obligations just in the U.S. that our government has uh, in the coming 15 years or so. Uh, in, in terms of paying for entitlements and promises the government has made. And mathematically, there's no way the U.S. can pay for that. And if you think the U.S. is bad, just look at a lot of other countries in comparison. They're even worse. And uh, w there are several countries in Europe that I, I don't think they will be countries in 20 years, at least not the way they look now. They might keep a similar name. But if you look at Portugal, Italy, Greece, uh, Spain, uh, I mean, it's very unlikely those countries will survive in their present state. You can no longer rely on your company to take care of you or the government to handle money that was put aside for your retirement. We all have to make our own security nowadays. And uh, not only do we have to make our own security in terms of uh, investing for our future, but also, uh, and, and that when I say that, I mean buying income properties and, and so so forth, to have a good investment portfolio that will that will be in alignment with the incredibly powerful forces of governments and central banks, literally the most powerful forces, the most powerful entities the human race has ever known, don't bet against them. You will lose and they will win. Uh, just be in alignment with them as much as you may even hate it philosophically, as do I. Uh, but you've got to align your interests with these very powerful entities because that's the direction things will go. And I, I can dive deeper on that and explain what I mean by that in a moment. But also, we have to invest in our own education. Uh, we're certainly in the information age. We have been for many decades. Uh, we're in the age of knowledge workers, and we're in the age of a rapidly changing world and a rapidly changing economy where people cannot uh, sit back and feel secure and be apathetic anymore. They will lose. And uh, you, you've got to constantly be training yourself and constantly be curious and constantly be learning uh, because things are changing just so quickly. Uh, it is, um, it's, it's, it's a challenge and it's a great thing at the same time. I agree. You know, I want to help my listeners not only create a stable foundation for their, for the current time and especially for the future, but I really also want to help them to live their dreams. And I know from being friends with you for many years and hearing about your travels and the people that you meet and hang out with, like Richard Branson, 
um, you're really enjoying life. And I, no doubt the passive income plays a big part. As a matter of fact, I'm sure if, if you decided to, you wouldn't need to work another day. I, I think you must love what you do and you must love helping other people to achieve that same kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I, I really do love it. And I also happen to think selfishly that retirement is a death sentence. So I would not recommend retirement. I'm not much of a believer in that idea. Uh, when I sold my last company 11 years ago, uh, I thought, gosh, I, I could actually just retire and not work anymore. And then I thought, you know, that that idea, you know, for about a half hour, I entertained it. And then I said, no, that's just not a good idea. I got to do something. And I think it's very important to be engaged in in things and, um, you know, to have a to have a mission in life. And uh, not all of us have found that mission. uh, But um, if, if we haven't figured out what our mission is, then I think it's incumbent upon us to to figure that out. You know, I think when most people think about living the life of their dreams, they think about, well, some of them think about what is that dream job, but getting passive income in place allows some freedom and allows a person to relax and to really find what they want to do in life and to not have that extra pressure of that passion actually supporting them. Absolutely. I, I agree. And in, uh, you know, this is one of the reasons and everybody listening is at a different level in their financial life, of course. But this is one of the reasons to maintain some control of your expenses and to be prudent with your, uh, your, your monthly nut, if you will, you know, your monthly obligations, because uh, that can become a real burden if you uh, if if you just have a, a very expensive lifestyle. It it in, it inhibits you. It chains you. It uh, it reduces your freedom so that you can't. Uh, you you just won't have the ability to explore various things uh, in which you're interested. Uh, so uh, so I think it's very important to, uh, of course. Increasing income is far more important than reducing expenses. Nobody ever got rich saving money, and and plus saving money is boring, okay? (laughs) But, you know, I'm just saying be somewhat rational about it, right? Uh, When you have a windfall or you do really well on something, you know, have a celebration, but but don't don't make it your life because because that can later – that can really become a burden. Right, and one of the really great aspects of – passive income through rental properties is not only do you get to increase your income, but you get to reduce that greatest expense, taxes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Taxes are the single largest expense any of us have. And uh, this is one of the reasons that I think it's very uh, important to learn about taxation. You know, most people get bored when you start talking about this subject. They say, oh, taxes, you know, their eyes roll back in their head and they think, gosh, I don't want to get taxes. That's so boring. Unless they're, they're an accountant or a CPA, they're not interested. But remember, it is the single largest expense any of us have. And income property, income producing real estate, rental real estate happens to be the most tax-favored asset in America. So uh, aligning your interest with the most powerful entities on earth, governments and central banks, that's another way you do it. So how can my listeners get started? What would you recommend as far as getting over what I anticipate are the common concerns? 
how, how do I find the money? What if I can't find a tenant? Um, what about maintenance? All the typical questions that I'm sure you run into. Yeah. So th- those are very typical questions and they're great questions. And they are challenges that every real estate investor will face at some point. Okay. This is far from a perfect investment. <laughs> it's far from it. I just think it's uh, it's better than everything else. That's, that's about all it can say. And, um, you know, th- these are problems that, that you have to overcome. And you have to remember when you're a direct investor, uh, you will feel the bumps in the road. You will you will feel those bumps in the road yourself uh, versus investing in someone else's deal, being a non-direct investor where uh, you violate. Uh, I have these 10 commandments of successful investing and one of them is commandment number three, thou shalt maintain control. And that's by being a direct investor. Only put your money into things that you own and control. So you know what's going on and you can make the decisions. When you don't, when you invest in someone else's deal, someone else's company, their fund, their stock, their LLC, their uh, real estate investment trust, whatever it is, right? You relinquish control and you leave yourself susceptible to three major problems. Number one, you might be investing with a crook. Okay. And so we've all heard about all of the Wall Street scandals. We've all heard about a few real estate scandals uh, and uh, different scandals of different types. Okay. That's the first problem. You might be investing with a crook. Second problem, you might be investing with an idiot. <laughs> hmm. And either through their crookery or their stupidity, you'll lose money. So assuming you pass those two hurdles, they're honest, they're competent. Then the, the third hurdle is that they take a huge management fee off the top for managing the deal. And the, the, these three reasons, these three problems are, are the reason you want to be a direct investor and only invest in things that you actually own and control. Uh, so with that, though, the responsibility that comes with that is you need to learn to control your emotions and your reactions, and you need to be able to tolerate a little hardship here and there. And um, those problems that you mentioned Every real estate investor will face them at some time in their their investing career. Uh, But uh, my company was basically formed so I could be my own first client, which I was uh, way back a long time ago. Uh, And and it it was formed to solve or reduce the impact of these problems uh, pretty dramatically. And and so uh, we operate an education and referral network that helps people invest in prudent, real estate markets nationwide. Um, Many people, as as you know uh, from listening to the podcast and following my work, uh, many people view the country as like one big real estate market. They they watch these people on TV that talk about the, the housing market or the real estate market nationwide. And there's no such thing in a country as large and diverse as, as the United States. There's really about 400 local markets and they act differently. And so we help we help vet these different markets and we help by referring people to reliable providers that can provide properties in these different markets. And it works very well. I mean, you know, we've, we've uh, done a lot of business in many different markets over the years and uh, it's a lot easier than doing it yourself because back in 2003 and 2004, I tried to do it myself with no support network, just researching markets calling real estate agents, 
looking for deals from, uh, I mean, I lived in Southern California, nothing made any sense there. It still doesn't, it definitely doesn't now uh, to invest in, you know, you know, those markets just don't work, those high flying markets. And it was so difficult to even get a return phone call, much less get a good property, that I, I just had to create this system that helps people do it. Right. And your podcast is extremely resourceful. I bought, I started buying properties many years ago, and I, at the time, did not have any friends that were buying properties. However, through listening to your podcast, I was able to get a lot of the answers I needed. Uh, you were very helpful. I couldn't recommend you and your company uh, any more highly. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. So what are the next steps in getting started? Let's say someone wants to get in touch with you or your network, and how, do they, how would they get started? Yeah, well, that's the easy way, <laughs> I think at least. Just go to jasonhartman.com, my name, just J-A-S-O-N-H-A-R-T-M-A-N.com, and check out the podcast there. There's a great little intro video right on the front page, and it's just a 27-minute overview of how to analyze a real estate investment, how to read a property performa, And it really just is sort of a great introduction into how to be a, a great real estate investor. It's free, of course. Uh, and um, uh, that's available. The podcast is available too. That's free. You can find me on iTunes. Just type my name, Jason Hartman, on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever podcast platform you like. And um, But, you know, I don't want to say you can't do this yourself. You can, okay? You don't have to do it through us. Uh, certainly, if you live in one of the good markets that make sense to invest, uh, say, for example, you live in Memphis or you live in Atlanta or Indianapolis or any of these other good markets you can find at jasonhartman.com in the properties section, any of those cities, you can find good properties right there locally. But the problem is one of the other commandments is thou shalt diversify. So we say, you know, as you start building a real estate portfolio, you really need to be in at least three different markets. Not one, because you're not diversified. You take the most historically proven asset class, income-producing real estate, but you diversify geographically because all real estate is local. So you want to be in at least three different markets, okay? If you're going to buy three properties, buy one each in three different markets. If you're going to buy six, buy two each in three different markets. If you're going to buy nine, buy three each in three different markets, uh, just like that. And if you're going to buy a whole bunch of properties, say you're going to buy 50 or 100 properties, uh, you know, you can go up to five markets. But really, I don't think you should be in more than five. One of the mistakes I made when I started investing nationwide back in 2004 is I over-diversified. I just loved it so much. This in, Real estate investing is very addicting. <laughs> it's very addictive. And um, and so as you become a, a real estate addict, if you will, <laughs> you, you want to buy everything and uh, refrain from doing that. Okay. Uh -huh. Just just three to five markets. That's the right number. It's easier to manage that way. And uh, I actually did go on your one of your Austin property tours, which was uh, very insightful. I would encourage anyone, if they're interested, to to jump on board for one of the property tours. And um, I, I think, you know, I'm talking to my listeners now, I think the more you listen to Jason or interact with him, uh, the more that you will find truth in what he's saying and 
and not only uh, truth in in all of the research that he's done, but like on the property tour, you're asking the realtors and the people in the area the the tough questions, um, and you know if they don't have the right answers or if they don't continually uh, serve you and your customers well. Then you find we dump other them. partners. Yeah, yeah, and we do. It's, it's it's you know you you are here to represent um, the the investors and and it's you know it's truly commendable. Yeah, well, thank you. You know, we we try to really remember who our customer is, and the customer is the person spending the money. That's the way I define it, mm -hmm. and uh, and that is the investor. It's not our our vendor. Uh, our vendors we're vendor agnostic, and we are area agnostic. So we are uh, we are intentionally disloyal to vendors and markets. Uh, we want to serve the investors, and uh, one of the that's one of the reasons we do not. Very intentionally, by design, we do not have a physical presence in any one market because it's the minute we do that, just like any of the big real estate companies nationwide, the minute you do that, you you become self-interested and you have to support that market and you have to uh, support your presence there. And uh, in doing that, uh, I think that hurts the investor. So uh, we want to be area agnostic and uh, move in and out of areas and markets as they make sense and, and don't make sense from time to time. Right. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time today, Jason. Um, I really, I've gotten a lot of your podcast and, and having several properties and having passive income has enabled me to live a higher quality of life and feel very secure about the future. And I, um, I would love for my listeners to take advantage of all the information you share in the podcast and maybe even buy through your network to improve their own lives. Yep. Fantastic. Well, I want to just say happy investing to you and your listeners, and I wish all of you the best. If we can help, we're a resource. Uh, the vast majority of all our educational materials is totally free. So just check out the podcast. That's a great way to start. Great. Thanks, Jason. I encourage you to check out Jason's Creating Wealth podcast. I think you'll find the knowledge that he shares invaluable to your real estate investing career. Jason continually researches housing markets not only in the U.S., but occasionally in other countries. He knows what constitutes a great investment. I'd like to make it clear that I do not receive any incentive, financial or non-financial, for recommending Jason or his company. I'm recommending Jason because he's been very helpful to me with my real estate investing, and I'm confident that he can help you as well. One more thing I should add about Jason. Jason is not shy about his political opinions. I highly recommend Jason for his real estate advice. However, I'm not recommending or endorsing his political opinions. Regardless if you agree or disagree with his political opinions, it's always interesting to hear different perspectives. So I encourage you to listen, learn, and enjoy. So at this point, you may be interested, but wonder how to get started. I think for most people, the biggest challenge is getting the money for the down payment on their first rental property. To address this concern, let's start with this question. How much money do you currently have saved? Are you saving any money? Analyze your monthly spending. Where's your money going? Where can you save money? 
how can you bring in more money? When I went through this process for the first time, I cut back on eating out, I started using coupons at the grocery store, I did everything I could to reduce my spending. And to increase my income, I built websites. I actually made several thousands of dollars creating websites. That actually worked out very well. I found my clients almost accidentally. I never looked for clients. You see, I've always enjoyed great design. And I think I may have mentioned this while in conversations with people. I mentioned how I like to create beautiful websites. And that may have generated the business. I actually never looked for a website design client. As a matter of fact, I had to turn down business. This is another great reason to pursue the work that you love. Because when people see that you're passionate about something, they want to do business with you. So the combination of cutting back on spending and generating more income provided me with the down payment for my first property. Actually, I remember getting the wiring instructions for sending the down payment on the first property. The down payment was actually a few thousand dollars more than I anticipated. I remember getting a sick feeling in my stomach and having a rush of negative self-talk fill my head. Did you really think you could buy a place in Santa Monica? What were you thinking? You don't have the money for this. I then recall lessons that I learned from Jack Canfield. We have to replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. If we can dream it, we can achieve it. I thought to myself, I can do this. I will do this. I am doing this. I then remembered hearing that you could borrow money from your 401k for a first time home purchase. So I went to my local fund manager's office. I informed the fund representative that I wanted to borrow money from my 401k for a first time home purchase. The novice representative told me that's not an option. You're going to be penalized heavily for taking this money out. He even said this in a rude and almost condescending way. Regardless, I trusted my instinct. I took out the money. I bought my first property. And a few months later, I refinanced the property at a lower rate, taking some cash out to pay back my 401k account. Some additional concerns you may have what if I can't find a tenant? How will I deal with maintenance issues? To help you to answer these questions, I'm going to walk you through my strategy. And I'm going to point out as I go how I addressed each of these concerns. Please keep in mind this is my approach. It works great for me. However, depending on your needs and your interest, you may want to consider a different approach. Finding tenants. The old saying, location, 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 is so relevant here. Find a great location and you'll find great tenants. So what makes up a great location? Number one, jobs. People will go where the jobs are. Be cautious on this one. Yes, a new factory may have just opened creating 10,000 jobs, but is this the only source of jobs in the area? If so, consider another area. Make sure an area has many job sources across at least three industries. If all of the jobs in the area were from blockbuster movie rental stores, and even if the blockbuster corporate office was in the area, that wouldn't have been a good area to be invested in when Netflix came out. Number two, great schools. Education conscious parents will pay more to rent houses in areas with great schools. Although the school taxes may be a little higher in these areas, I found that the higher rents 
make these areas great opportunities for sound investments. Maintenance issues. Now to cover this area, I'm gonna start by telling you there's actually more money in apartment buildings. If there's more money in apartment buildings, why, Adrian, are you focusing on rental houses? The answer, mentality. You see, apartment renters usually have renter's mentality, which they should, they're renting. I've known people renting apartments who have called maintenance for something as small as a light bulb being out. My tenants are in houses. They are surrounded by homeowners in the suburbs. They never call about a light bulb being out. As a matter of fact, some of my tenants even install new ceiling fans, garage door openers, new lighting fixtures, with my approval, of course. Also, I should point out in these situations that I reimburse the tenant for the cost of the supplies, but providing that they're handy, they take care of the labor themselves. From my experience, people renting houses, surrounded by homeowners in houses, make more responsible and mature tenants. Like I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I've spent many years and a great amount of money studying with some of the most successful real estate gurus. From all this education, I've chosen all the landlording processes that I found to be the most effective, and I've put those processes into practice. I now am proud to say I own over $2.5 million in investment properties. I've compiled and simplified these processes into a system that I feel has the best balance of being lucrative, ethical, and passive. In the interest of helping you to get started, I've put together all of the forms and processes that I use into a nice organized package that you can download for a limited time from thelifeideserve.com slash landlordy. Again, I'm offering this product for a limited time. If you're listening to this episode in the future, it's possible that this product is no longer available. Whether you want to invest locally or in a remote location, my processes and forms will simplify your investing experience. All of my properties are over 1,500 miles away from where I live. However, with my strategies and my processes, I'm still able to run a very successful real estate investing business. All of my forms have been carefully designed to keep you in control while delegating most of the landlording responsibilities. One very well-written form could save you thousands of dollars. I know because not having one of these forms actually did cost me over $2,500 a few years ago. I'm offering this package of forms and processes to you at an extremely low price. This low price basically just helps me to pay for the production cost of this podcast, which enables me to help more people to create the lives that they deserve. Please visit thelifeideserve.com slash landlording. That's thelifeideserve.com slash L-A-N-D-L-O-R-D-I-N-G to get more information on this valuable product. It's trivia time. My last show was focused on appreciation for our mothers. The trivia question for that show What was the highest number of pregnancies ever recorded? It occurred in the 1700s. And the winning answer was again submitted by Andrei Alexandrov, who correctly guessed 69. 
Now, how in the world one woman could give birth to 69 babies is beyond me. Regardless, this number of births was recorded to have happened in Russia between 1725 and 1765. Congratulations, Andre. Today's trivia question. When Apple was building a new data center in North Carolina, they paid one elderly couple $1.7 million for one acre of land. How much did that couple pay for that land just 34 years earlier? Send your answer from the website, thelifeideserve.com. From the website, you can leave voicemail or email. Just click on the contact tab. Again, the trivia question. When Apple was building a new data center in North Carolina, they paid one elderly couple $1.7 million for a single acre of land. How much did the couple pay for the land just 34 years earlier? Jason Hartman has been gracious enough to provide two very valuable prizes for our trivia contest winners. These are amazing prizes. Listen to this. One of the prizes would be a free Platinum Properties Deal Evaluator. Now, the Deal Evaluator normally costs $50. However, this service, in my opinion, is worth much more than $50. Jason's team has evaluated and executed millions of dollars worth of real estate transactions. They know how to weigh all of the factors and determine if a deal will be profitable or a problem. For details on the Deal Evaluator package, go to jasonhartman.com slash deal-evaluator. The second valuable prize is 50% off any course from hartmaneducation.com. 50% off. I had to double check with Jason on this. This is an amazing discount. The first winner will get to choose either the free deal evaluator or 50% off of one of the great courses at hartmaneducation.com. So one last time, today's trivia question. When Apple was building a new data center in North Carolina, they paid one elderly couple $1.7 million for one acre of land. How much did the couple pay for that land 34 years earlier? Go to thelifeideserve.com to submit your answer. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope you found this episode valuable. My mission is to inspire and empower those that I encounter to live full and meaningful lives by sharing lessons learned, tools for self-improvement, and life-changing perspectives. Subscribe to the podcast so we can take this journey together. I hope today's show has helped you to see that you can take control of your financial future. I'd like to leave you with the following great quotes on real estate. Real estate is the best investment in the world because it's the only thing they're not making anymore. Will Rogers. Real estate investing, even on a very small scale, remains a tried and true means of building an individual's cash flow and wealth. Robert Kiyosaki. And our last quote, 90% of all millionaires become so through owning real estate. Andrew Carnegie. Thanks for listening. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to live a passionate, fulfilling life. Subscribe to the podcast so we can take this journey together. A journey of sharing, learning, and growing. A journey to the life you deserve. Thanks again for listening to The Life I Deserve. This podcast was designed for you. Designed to enhance your health, grow your wealth, and to fill your life with happiness. Visit thelifeideserve.com and send me a voicemail or email. Let me know something about you. 
What inspires you? How can I help you? Do you have a suggestion for the show? Let me know. And if you just happen to love the show, please post a review on iTunes. Thanks again. Love you all. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. This show is produced by The Life I Deserve, all rights reserved. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please visit thelifeideserve.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own, and I, as the host, am acting on behalf of The Life I Deserve exclusively.